So when these two came with me with this podcast idea... For every year, we'd each pick our favorites. But to mix it up, we'd throw in the Oscar winner and Razzie winners. Oscar winners was always an incentive. I mean, I'd always wanted to watch every Oscar winner, but like it wasn't going to happen without some sort of incentive. The Razzie winner choice was a harder sell. They wanted me to watch bad movies on purpose. I like good things. Look, do the math. If we do five episodes of every year of our lives, that makes like a, a little over 100 episodes. And if we're releasing them bi-weekly, that's like four years. I might not be alive in four years. But I thought it'd be fun to talk about movies that were a little wilder. I'm going to be real with you. Indecent Proposal was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. I thought Indecent Proposal was pretty bad, but then Color of Night was so much worse. Showgirls, striptease, face-off. It started to feel like a bad movie podcast, honestly. It was that mockumentary that was the nail in the coffin. Mockumentaries? Really? Overused. There were at least three points where I would have turned it off if I wasn't going to watch it for this show. At that point, it stopped being fun, and we decided to just stop doing Razzie movies. So now I wouldn't have to watch that shit anymore. We'd be able to move through the years faster. Instead, uh, we could watch another award, uh, like the Indie Spirit Awards or the, the winner of Sundance from that year. My first idea for a replacement was Best Animated Feature, but I figured I should let Mark believe his indie spirit stuff until it came up again and we actually had to make a decision. Well, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about the last Razzie movie we will ever cover. An Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. Don't fuck with me. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined always by... I'm Mark Wallington, and look, I'm doing this for free, so don't bust my balls, okay? I'm Chad Oliver. Call me daddy. Okay, so I picked a Don't Fuck With Me, hoping that you boys would also do Don't Fuck With Me, because oh, that is that maybe been... the one good scene oh, in the movie you know when what? all three of them yeah. say it. But We've never coordinated we... all three of our lines before. I actually almost proposed to Chad that we both say Don't Fuck With Me, but then I was like, well, it would have to be all three of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can we, yeah. Can can we run it back? Can we just start, start it over? <laughs> do you want to start it over? I think it would be a better, better way to start the podcast. This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, Cody, okay. Go. Ready? Don't fuck with me. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've wait, been alive. Wait. I'm Cody. What? Oh, I, I thought you you normally say I'm Cody Lunsford. Don't don't fuck with me. No, I never do that. No, it's oh, okay. definitely the quote first. <laughs> well, I've I've never listened to this podcast before. <laughs> you know, what? let's I, just move past. Move past. I literally have it written. Okay, ready? Okay. Don't fuck with me. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... Don't fuck with me. I'm Mark Watlington. Don't fuck with me. I'm Chad Oliver. Yay! Don't fuck with us. Oh, I <laughs> Don't we were fuck do with us. us. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah so, so, so that's part of the bad movie we watched uh, today. Mm-hmm. But before we um, talk about that, we should talk about how the show works. As of now, which is uh, for (laughs) every year we've been alive. Yeah. For every year we've been alive, uh, we each pick our favorite movie. I pick mine. Chad picks his. Mark picks his. Then we talk about what won the Oscar for that year. Then we talk about what won the Razzie. 
That literally will change after this episode. It's um, become an unbearable task that we can just no longer uh, tackle. I would wish this this fit on any, even my enemies. I wouldn't wish this on. Like well, Chad, I wouldn't wish this on you. When we're pushing this episode, let's like urge people to not watch this movie. Like, don't watch seriously. this movie. Absolutely, do not watch this movie unless you're doing a bit where you're trying to watch every Disney movie ever made, including their subsidiary companies, <laughs> and then you literally have to watch this movie. Wait, um, what subsidiary even... is this? A duet, Mark? What, what made this? Uh, Hollywood Pictures. Oh, okay. That's so yep. unfortunate. That <laughs> it's Disney... so unfortunate. What if Disney <laughs> opened like a Burn Hollywood Burn attraction, like the Alan <laughs> Smithy ride at like Disneyland? <laughs> God, it would be terrible. So yeah, we uh, w- partly because of this movie, partly because we had gotten tired of, we don't like, we get mad at movies. We don't like some movies. We don't necessarily love being Dunk City on movies. And we right. truly thought that the angle was going to be maybe some of the Razzies are good. Hasn't really been the case. So The Postman had some merit. There uh, was some merit in uh, some it, of them until this movie where yeah. literally not an ounce of it there's no merit in a single drop no. of it. Please continue listening to this episode. Like, I promise it will be fun, even though the movie was truly so bad. It's the you most, kind of need to hear about how how weird and bad this movie is. Yeah, it's right. the epitome of trash, like in a way that none of these movies have been. It's just trash. I, I, I don't like being a dick who is like, well, should we really classify it as a movie if it's something I don't like? I but don't like, know yeah, that we should a... classify this as a movie. <laughs> well, it uh, is. It's, it's it scripted, is, but it's filmed, it's acted out, it's it technically is a, movie. It is a, a movie. story told in an unconventional way, Right. but it, it just sucks. Like, when it's not being hyper-problematic, it's being hyper-boring and <laughs> hyper bad, bad and right. not funny. Um, so this is the last Razzie ever, so we're just going to do our picks and best picture winners uh, for now. We may add on something later. We're in some eternal discussions, having big conferences where we present our cases. We're ha- having the best pictures board is having like a lot of like locked door meetings where they're discussing it. It's, it's honestly a, it's above group. our pay grade. Well, um, does it, where, are, you, are you getting paid for this? That, well, oh, that's what I'm saying. Not in front of Chad. Oh, right. <laughs> we, we can't tell him. But no, no, Chad, what I mean is like, it's above our pay grade because we're not getting paid. The people who are being paid, the best pictures oh. board who controls the movies that we pick. They Like, we don't pick our favorites. Yeah. They tell us which I ones guess, to pick. I guess that makes sense. You, you're always good at explaining things to me in ways that I'll understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try. Um, so... Uh, if you liked the Razzie episodes, I'm sorry. <laughs> like uh, th- they were fun, but we just we're not a bad movie podcast. We yeah. want to talk about stuff we like. Um, if you like the Razzie movie episodes, I suggest subscribing to How Did This Get Made or right. the Flophouse. Uh, well, should we also ran into the problem where we were just doing episodes that like they had already done? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and also just those shows are built to be bad movie podcasts. This yeah. is a show that's built to be a good movie podcast, it's... and then for one episode we try and like change it up i like to think of this podcast as just a love letter to cinema every week just three boys just uh, it's it's just horny for movies it's it's just about how much we love the pictures and Mm -hmm. how much we love cinema and films films it's a real real love letter to cinema a real you up text to films (laughs) yeah a real a real a real unsolicited dick pic to movies (laughs) 
It's a it's a well, real solicited solicited dick solicited, solicited dick pic. Solicited you. consensual dick pic to movies. It's it's a what that booty do to the motion <laughs> pictures. Um, it's okay. a hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I miss you. And do you still think of me like I think of you? Text to uh, motion pictures. It's it's a crying at three a.m. because I'm too drunk <laughs> and nobody else is around to movies um okay so speaking of movies let's talk about what we saw at the megaplex at our local megaplexes uh chad you go first yeah i went to the theater and saw this uh this musical right but it was also get this about zombies and it was a Christmas movie. What is it? Gu- the wildest movie you've ever seen? No, it's it's a it's a pretty. It feels pretty normal and 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 plain. It's good, but it, it was Annie in the Apocalypse, and I I I liked it. It was fine. Are you are you gonna add it into your official Christmas movie repertoire? Um. Oh, uh, along with like Gremlins and Die Hard, or <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was, I was just talking about I, in I was, general. But I was gonna uh, ask: Is it is it more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard? Uh, yeah, but honestly, barely. Like calling it a Christmas so, movie is a little bit uh len- lenient. It's it's more Christmas than Die Hard, but less Christmas than Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. like Good basically the zombies come before Christmas Day hits, so they're all like getting ready for Christmas, and then it's like, well, we can't have Christmas anymore because they're zombies. And then just I, like the gremlins, and then like you kind of forget that it's Christmas until someone's dying, and then their last words are like "Merry Christmas, Anna," and then that was that was wow. That was it. Spoiler. I'm well, trying I didn't to do say a th- who it was. So I'm trying to do a thing this year where like I'm I'm trying to watch like 25 Christmas movies, right? Like one a day, right. roughly. ABC Family, uh, yeah. F- now well, freeform, but go yeah, on. freeform. I'm sorry. Um, one a day until Christmas, right? Except I watched a lot at one time and I'm not you know because I know there were days that I would miss but I'm trying to watch ones that I haven't necessarily seen before Mm -hmm. and fam there just ain't that many Christmas movies I'm interested in seeing like that's what I'm running into a lot of Christmas movies a lot but they're all like Hallmark and stuff and I don't want to watch them like did you watch Santa Buddies someone made a letterbox list of all the Christmas movies with a Caucasian couple where one's wearing red and one's wearing green yeah (laughs) smiling and it's like 200. Um, yeah, Mark, I have many. not watched Santa Buddies yet. I keep debating whether to do it. Is that the Air, to the Air Buddies series? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Not yeah. the Michael Buble cover of Santa That's Baby. Santa Baby. Yeah, no. no. I'd watch um, that. Yeah. Uh, like Mark, someone what, who doesn't want to admit that he's gay for Santa. For well, or just reason. like, just like be, the, I don't know. They can just be friends. I want Buble friends. to um, sing Santa Baby. Not I think the moral. I think the moral of that story is bros before ho ho hos. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great, um, Mark. What did you see at the Cineplex, you, you um, monster? I went and saw The Wife. My Who? Wi- my wife? The, the Wife. The Wife. Um, I didn't kill the wife. I didn't watch <laughs> The Wife. Um, and spoiler alert, no one kills the wife. She doesn't die. Oh, dude. And she has no health issues either. It's not even remotely a plot point. What if people hey, are hey, that hey. upset about, like, they don't die spoilers? Like, <laughs> right. No, they're perfectly Chad, healthy. Chad, tell me that you haven't seen the wife in the, uh, the, the um, Harrison Ford voice. Okay. I haven't seen the wife. 
I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I people should care. watch The Fugitive. <laughs> people good. should watch The Fugitive. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's um, good. It's uh, people should good. also watch The Wife. It's it's good yeah. mark it's not you like know there's literally not a world where i watch the wife unless <laughs> glenn close does get an acting nomination which she probably will but if you she ask will. me do i want to watch the wife the answer is 150 million percent no can we play this game you guys have both heard of the wife right i don't know what it's about uh, is that the game barely yeah. i've barely name, heard of it name a plot point of the wife uh, uh she's got a husband <laughs> okay yep she's married she has yep. a husband do you know anything about the husband? Who I, plays uh, the husband and the wife? Okay, Ooh, hold up. Uh, is yeah, actually, it, it's, a, it's a hard question. It's not no, really a known is, actor. It's it's uh it's um it's um uh fuck. It is Elizabeth Swan's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Isn't it that dude? I gotta look him up again. I forgot his name or what he had been in. I think it what is, is that guy's name. Jonathan Price is yeah. who I'm thinking of. Yes, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Look at me. Um, this is me double checking, waiting on the internet on my phone. Chad, you can probably just cut around this. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fun. All to, right, cool. To to the well, we're real close things. to being loaded here on my phone. <laughs> oh, Listeners, I can't use my laptop because it will it will crash the recording. Yeah. And we'll have the same thing right. as last. Been, been um, there, done that. Jonathan Maybe. Price. Yep. Yes. And who plays the wife? Um, got to scroll back up. Glenn uh, Close. What are you Glenn talking Close. about? Oh, okay. I have a bad memory. Um, <laughs> you just said her name. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys want to know a little bit about the no, plot of the life? So, so I was playing dumb. I know the premise is that she's accompanying her husband on a trip because he's winning like the Nobel Prize in literature yes. or some shit like yes. that. Yeah, and, but that's uh, still not enough to make me want to watch it. Here's the thing. There's a huge twist. What? Wait. Yeah, there's like what? there's legitimately else was a the ver- wife the whole time. Yes. Uh no. Um Mark, now you make me want to watch it because it's such a boring premise and to tell me there's a twist, I'm like I don't the twist could be they forgot her coffee, but like at least there's like something. <laughs> um the twist is that Christian Slater is in it. it that's not the twist, uh, and he's but the uh, he is in it. He's, he's Mr. Robot. Uh-huh. Yes, he's 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 Mr. Robotnik. Oh you know, no, I've I, done it. You know, I would have seen it if it was called Mr. Robot and the Wife. <laughs> like that would have been <laughs> enough to make me uh, watch it. Um, uh, hey, Cody, what have you seen at the multiplex? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you I'm doing? glad you guys like asked. This. I'm glad you guys asked because he's literally I literally brushing the hair out of his eyes. <laughs> it really is in my face. Um, <laughs> You guys, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a VIP because I saw an exclusive early screen oh, yeah. of Bumblebee's nuts. Um, no, a Bumblebee. Um, is that the sequel to a B movie? <laughs> no, um, Bumblebee. It has an interesting premise that what if we made Transformers movies good? And mm. it, I, I was <laughs> shocked. It, huh? I thought that it's was an interesting sell. direction for yeah. them to take. The franchise is good because but they did. <laughs> They've tried bad so many times. They've tried bad so many times, and you were like, "Okay, that's just part of it." Like when you yeah. think of Transformers, like the stylistic and the artistic choice is bad. Yeah. So it's, it's a bold decision to make. It's um, a true departure for them to try mm-hmm. good, and they did, and I loved it. Um, it, it truly is awesome. Like I, I'm disappointed that a lot of people are going to stay away from it because of the other Transformers movies. Mm. It's like... 
is it okay to go in and it's literally like the first Transformers movie you've ever seen? Absolutely a billion percent. Cool. Um, like Would you recommend that? Yeah. I saw the first yeah. Transformers. I think I saw the second one, but these were both like in 2008 whenever they came out. So literally does not matter at Great. all. Great. It, here's, it, it's essentially here's a something... reboot of sorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's something I've remembered recently. I promised one of you that I would watch all of the Transformers movies before this came out. It was me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> here we are. And so far, yeah. I have watched one of them in 2006. Um, <laughs> That's what, the end of my story. Well, you've got two weeks because it doesn't come out till December 22nd. So you could oh, still That's pull, true. pull it That's true. That is so cool. That's true. This VIP yeah, I, I, I saw it very early. Um, um, I thought it, I was going to get the VIP of Spider-Verse, but then I saw Anna and the Apocalypse instead. I was pretty yeah. pretty upset. Um, good things about the Spider-Verse. It's got a good director who comes from animation, mm, so he knows. Bumblebee. You mean Bumblebee. Well, yeah, what did I say? Spider-Verse, Spider-verse. because I just said Spider-Verse. <laughs> right, sorry. Good things about Bumblebee. Has a director who came from any animation, so he understands to uh, make Bumblebee look good instead of <laughs> just like a gross assemblage of gears. Like, so he he very focused on making him look empathetic, and he understood like how to use eyes because he gets animation. Uh, also, they did this radical thing where they like, you know, gave a female character something to do uh, this go round. Um, well, Megan which Fox is weird. had something to do in the Transformer well, movie. She like bent over into the car and like got right. stuff out of the trunk, or I don't know. Yeah, I was just looking exactly. at her booty because <laughs> right. the that, camera lingered. But uh, right, uh, Haley Seinfeld is so good in it. Um, given a typical good Haley Seinfeld performance, the screenplay had like a touch up by the screenwriter of Edge of Seventeen. So like the like. Um, you know, emotional moments like work pretty well and stuff like that. I went with my friend Leela and she cried during it despite never having seen a Transformers movie before. Um, it's great. It's awesome. Bumblebee, he's a sweet boy. Uh John Cena's good in it as like the military guy. Wait, I'm sorry, John Cena's in it? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Does that no make idea. you want to see it more? <laughs> yeah. He was great yeah. in blockers. I like John Cena. Yeah. He's it, it it's great. Um yeah, truly super good. Um, yeah, so I guess now we have to talk about this movie. Can we um, like, talk about other movies we've seen in the Megaplex recently? I, uh, well, we would, Shab, but you haven't. So. Well, I want to hear what you guys have seen. I, I saw Boy what... Race. We already talked about that one. Yeah. like I think we, me and Mark both like played catch-up other than yeah. the ones we talked yeah. about. I played a lot so we really of do have to just talk about this uh, this movie. Uh, we could talk about the uh, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog and... motion poster, I guess. Yeah, so... <laughs> Let's he... let Chad do a little bit on this, because my voice is fucking he... murdering me. So the, the poster came out, but what also came out was the motion poster. And it, that well, I don't is, know if I saw the motion you poster. You see a little blur go by, and like some dude's collecting collecting some some big old rings and then it comes into frame and it's just the poster which is this like disturbingly ripped uh sonic um, where do i where do i find this motion poster i don't know, uh, go Google. to sonic the hedgehog on an instagram well yeah that too ben schwartz also like i guess he probably reposted it um, right um, so here's the thing, and I was trying to figure out why it looks so fucking terrifying, and people were like, it's because the proportions of the legs yeah. and the, feet are the human hands. proportions. The hands yeah. are like, they look tiny, but they're actually just normal. He usually they're has normal. like the cartoon gloves on. Right, but but it, he has the big sonic 
head. Yeah. So it like throws everything off. It's like his head is so big. So big. His head should be big, but so should his hands and feet. Literally all of him should be. Yeah. You can't just pick pick and choose what you want to like be. Because like here's the thing: you want him to look realistic. Uh, make him like not stand on two feet and wear tennis shoes. Like hedgehogs don't do that. Like he doesn't look, need to look realistic. Give him realistic textures, like the Detective Pikachu trailer. But don't. We haven't even seen him. If his head <laughs> is that big, little guys gonna fall over. Yeah. <laughs> How's Tom Pass with a head that big? It is truly a shame when you look at like Detective Pikachu and how it made those characters like look like the characters, but still like bringing them into the real world. Like how yeah. good of a job like, it did for that. And we have seen a job. silhouette of Sonic, and we want to like burn our eyes. Anyway, out. and the, we, what they've said about what they did to the eyes, they did something to the eyes, and they said <laughs> Sega didn't like it. I'm not looking forward to seeing these eyes. I am. I, I have like a. It, a really just an intense need to hate these eyes. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm fearing some Polar Express bullshit happening. Absolutely. Um, See, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to sneak into this little hedgehog's room in the middle of the night and uh, kill him because of that, <laughs> those eyes and bury him in the floorboards. And then, you know, the, 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 the pound pounding of his heart uh, beneath the floors is irritating me and the cops show up and, and then I had confessed to it all, and and that's what I'm afraid of with these eyes. Where did that tie in with the eyes? Uh, the telltale <laughs> no, heart. No, no, no. I got it. Yeah, but where did the eyes come in? <laughs> because they're going to be what? unsettling. These eyes. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Um. All of that to say. We're all going to see it and definitely we'll be oh, talking about it in some yeah. capacity. No, I'm going to see uh, the movie on opening night, obviously. There, there are some things and some special things in work for you, the listener, in regards to Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog. So keep an ear to the ground. Um, both Mark and Chad looked at me like they weren't quite sure what I'm talking about, even no, though I, do, I, I know do, we I have do. discussed yeah. it. No, okay, I know. Good. I, okay. The way you were wording it had me confused <laughs> for a second, and I was like, oh, he's talking about the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, 1998. What a bad year, huh? Because... <laughs> Just kind the, of overall. Um, the Razzies. Mark, do you have Razzie information? Like, maybe put this into context for us and tell us what else was nominated in 1998 for Worst Movie of the Year. And what movies we would have rather have watched than an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. A Hollywood uh, pictures film, which means Disney made this movie, which is really painful to me. Um, really made me question the things I loved. Made me question so, doing this podcast. Okay, thank you for vamping. <laughs> yeah, um, I tried. other nominees: uh, The Avengers, which is interesting. I like The Avengers personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony. Weird Stark? that it was. Yeah. yeah, he's good and Hulk and yeah. my Captain oh, America. Guys. Man. No, this is this is another movie called The Avengers that I always think is weird that it even got made. Uh, Uma um, Thurman and I, th- one of the Bonds is in it. I think. Um, I was gonna say Connor. Ray Fiennes, uh, Uma Thurman. I don't know which Bond we're talking about. I think Sean Connery is the bad guy. Sean Connery is the weather weather scientist and a a terrorist. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yep. Um, Also, Armageddon. What? Wow! I would have rather watched Armageddon. (laughs) Holy shit! Oh yeah. (laughs) Godzilla. Yeah, though I would have loved to see that motion picture. Spice World. Fuck! (laughs) All of these, all of these, all of these would have been more palatable. That's the thing, though, is like. 
if you're going after the worst movie, then yeah. Look, they, they did it. The yeah. right they one. did. They did. But then we are big. We fucking Icarus this podcast and flew too close to the <laughs> shit son of Burn Hollywood Burn. Um, so the Raz did a fun thing where they nominated one actor for multiple roles for worst actor. Uh, Bruce Willis lost or won, I suppose, for Armageddon, Mercury Rising, and The Siege. Good wow, I've never heard of two of those movies. Um, and then they did the opposite for Spice for Worst Actress, where they nominated uh, several people for the same movie. The, all of the Spice Girls were the worst actress. Oh, no. Yeah, that's sad. Um, I bet they tried their hardest. In terms of other things, uh, wow. Sylvester Stallone got Worst Actor, Worst Supporting Actor for playing himself. I mean, um, he didn't do a bad job. Yeah, he's not that bad in this movie. Yeah, this it's movie not his fault. Bad. He is a he's a non dynamic character in real life. Yeah, um, you know who I think is worse in this movie? Everyone else in the movie, <laughs> right? Like literally yeah. every piece maybe of not it. Whoopi. Yeah, Whoopi's no, fine. including Whoopi, definitely. Including I would Whoopi. I would definitely say Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan go to way him worse. for acting per se. Yeah. Um, Here's some other interesting things. Psycho was nominated first for an, and won for worst remake. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Was, That's not even fair because it, it's just like it's not the worst remake because it did it. It yeah. is shot for shot. Like it yeah. did it. It I accomplished it. Maybe the award for safest remake, but also well, actually, but somehow not safest right. at the same time. Yeah, there was a three way tie for worst remake or sequel. It was well, the Avengers and Godzilla. One. That's ridiculous. Avengers and Godzilla. Um, okay. Well, so let's talk about this movie. It's called an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn, right? So, uh, okay. Uh, Alan uh, Smithy. Did you guys know what this was before nah, watching this movie? Not until the movie. Or not until not we until talked about I, the movie. Yeah, not until I heard the premise for the movie. Yeah. Right. So basically for the listeners, the idea of Alan Smithy is like, say I direct a movie and I fucking hate it and I don't want to be credited as it. Before 1998, I could have had Alan Smithy be the name put. So they have to put a director's name. That's the pseudonym they use when directors don't want to be credited. Now, sometimes like directors will just use random pseudonyms, that sort of thing. But up until this movie, it why was Alan Smithy. Why couldn't they have just done any old pseudonym? It's something in like the DGA rules or something. I, I think I, I think, think Alan was, Smithy was like provided by the director's guild. That's like right. if you want to drop out, we'll just say Alan Smithy made it. Got right. It. So so it wasn't like a I want to direct this under a different name. Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, I don't want I, any I association that. with it's, it. Yeah. But like you could just do directed by Poo Poo McNutset or something. Well, and, I think but I think studios it, have to hire within the directors guild for directors. Uh, Is that so, part of it? So it's a way, like yeah. I think it's probably a way to protect the money through the DGA or something that's, like that. That's um, odd, Alan Smithy is not something you can do anymore because because of this movie. Because of this movie, not because this movie is about Alan Smithy, but because of the drama of the director of this movie wanting his name removed because it sucks so bad and replaced with Alan Smithy. That's a very real thing that happened and was definitely not a publicity stunt to gain attention for this movie. Is that what you think, Mark? Like that of does course. make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But then, like, why are you saying your movie's bad? Or do you think they no, realized it was no. bad afterwards, I'm, and that's how they sold it? I think I'm sure they realized it was bad while they were making if, the movie. If I'm the director of this movie, and, like, I'm recognizing how bad it is as it's being made, 
I have Alan Smithy literally at the front of my mind. So I, I think like maybe it is a genuine thing where he was just like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. Alan Smithy, this one too. Cause this sucks. It's not kind of like I thought it would. And I think it was, they re- made, it, Go ahead, that, that fact made me approach this movie from like a, maybe this movie is like intentionally bad, trying to do like a so bad it's good kind of thing. No, they no. went too far. If that was their intention. No, I think it was, he thought he was making a clever biting take on Hollywood yeah. and then realized the movie was bad. And then was like, well, we might could salvage it with doing this publicity time. Here's the thing. Like, And we can talk about this a little bit more once we go through what little plot there is. But like, so I'm going to try and sum up what I think this movie is, right? So remember in high school, right? Mm -hmm. You would make like little movies with your friends, Mm -hmm. right? And you guys would think it's so freaking hilarious because it's all of your inside jokes. Yeah. Cody, this This is literally what I was going to say about this movie, too. Yeah. It is exactly what this movie is. It is all jokes for Hollywood people who work in Hollywood who might find it funny. Mm -hmm. But spoiler alert, they didn't because the movie's bad. But like it it was so inside jokey. Like, could you imagine like like, our parents seeing this movie? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like the other thing, there's no joke here though that I I'm like I don't get this joke. It must not be for me. It's it's pretty broad. This movie. It's mostly like uh, you know Hollywood fucks a lot, right? Yeah, that's the entire like, hey, joke. You know producers are pretty sleazy, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. So what? While we're here, should we ad- uh, address the uh, the, the silver backed rapist, rapist in the room? In the room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Another reason that made us want to quit Razzies forever is when we had to subject ourselves to a motion picture where Harvey Weinstein plays a character Mm -hmm. that shows up a lot and we're supposed to think he's hilarious. Like, the joke is that it's Harvey Weinstein. Like, that is the joke of the movie. He's not an actor. He's like a kind of character that this movie is attempting to like spoof. So he's trying to like, like, laugh at his own evilness. Basically, right. he's like, yeah, I get that this is all messed up, but we can all have a good laugh about it, kind of. Right. The producer characters are definitely based on him to some yes. degree, because this is the height of the Harvey Weinstein well, yeah, like, it's power. The year, it's the year of Shakespeare and Love. Shakespeare and Love yeah. one, right. Um, and yeah, he plays a detective, which definitely feels like they asked him to be in a movie and he wanted to have a role. Um, it sucks and hated it every time it was on screen. Um, you just said it like <laughs> I meant the, I, the it joke. referring to the bit, but also but like also, yeah, I yeah, hate him. He's not a human being; he's a monster. But right, so that sucked. Um, let's talk about the the um, plot a little bit, right? So sure. a director named Alan Smithy. He's played by Eric Idle, who you know. Only was in Monty Python, so it's not like he fucking had to do this. Um, <laughs> and he's like I funny, was reading, and he's like he's good, right? I was reading, a, yeah. Like a, yeah. I was reading something about this movie where it was like this cast would be impressive in like the seventies, but now it's the late nineties, and like Eric Idle isn't exactly like a name to draw attention anymore. No, no. I know, but it's still like. He he has been part of some of the most like influential yeah. comedy of all time. Like he wrote spam a lot, you know. Like, yeah, he doesn't have this, to do this. This role, there was this like scene where he was like 
singing itsy bitsy spider i don't even remember the context or like why but it was supposed it's, it's to when be he's like, in the ins- insane asylum and he's lost his yeah. mind it's supposed to be funny i guess but it's like i'm just watching it thinking like why are you doing this you're like more the, talented the thing than about, this my favorite thing about that scene is that he couldn't figure out how to do the hands <laughs> right did you notice that yes. no like so the itsy bitsy spider is supposed to be like your thumb and your forefinger and then yep. you do it th- thumb and forefinger again. He had forefinger and forefinger and thumb and thumb. And then like oh, in the I scene, see. he was like trying to remember how to do it. And it was clear that like even like he just couldn't remember how to do it. And it was kind of funny to me. And then I spent like the next five minutes not watching the movie and doing the Sweetie Spider thing <laughs> with my fingers. Yeah. Um. So so he, he plays Alan Smithy. That happens to be the name that directors use when they don't want their name attached to a movie. Uh, he's directing Trio. So like... I, I, we need to establish Eric Idle is playing a man who in the world in the movie, his real name is Alan Smithy. Yeah. Which is the name that directors use when they don't want so credit, right? So the, yeah, the Chirons at the beginning are like, uh, if you don't like your movie, you can use Alan Smithy. Or if your actual name is Alan Smithy, you're dot, dot, dot. And then it says fucked. It was supposed to be this really funny part. He thought but it was so funny. Said, Fuck. Hey, also, the entire plot of the movie is told to you in the first five minutes, and then yep. the yes. next 85 minutes are just saying the plot over and over again. Like, truly, yep. you know everything that happens in the first scene. Yes. It is bizarre. And it there's, like, movie... nine different, like, titles that explain it to you. Then there's, like, a weird opening scene. They make you... They do, like, a flashback where it shows them getting the movie. Like, the structure of yeah. it is insane and yeah. bad. And um, like, like there's just so much repetition throughout. Like, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. like, probably 11 different scenes... Someone says, like, oh, why don't you just use that name, you know? Uh, what is it? Uh, Alan Smithy or whatever. And he says, Arkan is it because it's my name. And it's... But, right. Doctor, I am Pagalachi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I for real was screaming because I was so mad. I was like, nothing is happening that we don't already know. Yeah. Not anything. It was just more. This movie was written by Joe Esterhouse, who was, like, really... He wrote... Uh, Flash Dance and Lethal uh, base, Basic Instinct Story and like a like a bunch of really good famous movies back in the day and and his whole thing was that like he would write an idea for a movie on a napkin and then sell that for like two million dollars like that's how he sold Showgirls as he wrote like uh, Showgirls on a napkin he was like this is a movie and they were like all right uh, I feel like what he wrote was like Alan Smithy is the real guy's name. And they're like, okay, that's a movie. Here's $2 million. Now finish and it. And like, then he here's, here's the thing. Is it kind of is yeah. a movie. Yeah. Could work. Like have this like troubled production and you're actually following a three act story instead of this weird, just repeating the plot, the con you're just repeating the premise of the movie over and over again in different ways with different characters, with different offensive chirons, like this girl's the bitch, this girl's right. the slut. And she's going to right, talk so, about the movie. So since Chad brings it up, we're already going to talk about it and see if we can fucking parse what this joke is supposed to be. Every time a woman is on screen and they do the chiron. So Chad's right. It mm-hmm. pops up. Everybody gets an explainer of like yeah. their producer. They do this and here's some fun things about them. And by fun, it's always like, gross jokes but yep. literally every female feminist is put yeah. 
it's like in her like house, descriptor. Housewife bitch feminist is someone's like uh, right title, and then someone else is like slut starlet feminist. feminist. Yeah, I know we're using strong words. We're describing yeah, what's in the movie. Reading the, it's yes. so absurd, and like just knowing Harvey was behind it, making jokes about himself. Yes, it really grinds my gears and it makes me so mad. Makes it wor- even worse. So, what is the joke? With putting feminist on everybody's, I think it's like, the, what the is the joke? joke? The joke is to not take feminism seriously because the people oh, making great. this movie, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, of course she's a fem- she wants to be treated equally, like she matters, but she doesn't. That's, she's just a sex machine. Is like the, that's, the idea going into the movie. Ugh. That's com- that's completely it. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Um, I hate it. Another oh, yeah. thing that you like, said a lot of those chirons, good. <laughs> they would say that someone slept in the White House. And, yeah. I, and then for one person, it was like once asleep in the White House. And I was like, <laughs> that makes less sense. Yeah, I don't um, get it. <laughs> do any of you guys know what that was about? I no. think somebody like fucked the president and then somebody well, else no, just it was like dudes was that it? slept in the White House. Oh, well, well. Slept with Hillary Clinton? <laughs> or, or I mean, gay men exist, friends. <laughs> like, or Laura Bush. Or, oh, no, uh, Barbara Bush. Uh, this this is Clinton. This is Clinton era. I think the idea is. Well, but so, they also could have slept with Barbara Bush when H W was president. Sure, this movie is not that smart. Don't think that the the toxic masculinity in this movie leaves any room for like openly gay characters. Right, that's what oh, I was no. about to say. Like that that isn't what it means. What it means is the 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 male characters when it says sleep in the White House, it means they. Like we're so famous that they got to hang out at the White House, and mm-hmm. then the women slept in the White House. Is the joke? Yeah. Fuck. This movie sucks. Ev- I'm every, mad again. Every female character, all she talks about is the men she slept with. Can I t- so? Can I say one good Chiron joke though? Yes. What is it? On Whoopies, it says Ted Danson fan, and she, like she was <laughs> dating Ted Danson at the time. Like Married, I, I think. Were they married? That's cool. Yeah. Um, did and I also too? am a Ted Danson. Hers did, did say feminine. Yeah. Literally any female, it said feminine. So, it's like, so yeah, I was like trying to figure out the. We can't even take uh, Whoopi Goldberg seriously as like right. a person. What I don't get is like it. It feels like this movie's trying to be like a satire of Hollywood court culture, mm-hmm. but instead it feels very much just like it is what it is. Like it isn't making fun of it. It just like is shitty hollywood culture yeah uh while we're still on chirons um because i wrote a lot of notes for this they call a black dude oreo which fucking sucks Uh, Um, i mean they do a lot of rough stuff with the characters of color it's 1998 at the same time like they're they're being so aggressively shitty the whole time that it's like you can't really say right it's a product of whatever but still yeah. Um, so they. So in addition yeah, to, but Kyron's, it's not to say that we haven't watched twenty movies so far that haven't called a black person an Oreo. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. That's true. Even like Die Hard with a Vengeance, which tries so hard to be mature about race, it has its issues. But there's right. none of that. But this is like a monsters made it. Um, oh yeah. They uh they they do act structures I guess because they saw Pulp Fiction and uh, <laughs> let me read out what the acts are called. Act one is missionary position. 
Um, cool. That's that's when I knew I was over this movie. Yep. Act two <laughs> is whips and chains, and Act three is doggy style. Hey, uh, bad uh, and you kind of have to watch names. it to understand what they reference. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing. They just yeah. like. Well, the idea is you're fucked. You're getting fucked so in all of these ways different ways. Fucked. God, I'm so mad. Okay, so. So can we can we try to read into that? Because here's my theory, right? Doggy okay. style was the part where like the brothers brothers were helping him. Uh, so dog is like a black slang. That's my only guess there. Uh, God, I mean, it, this movie is so bad that maybe, but I think it is missionary just like, position is like you know ba- you're trying to basics. like you're it, it's the basics. He was actually trying to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do then, we want to uh, get real gross? Because I can explain it. So missionary is he was like very into it and like facing the person, and so this yeah. is when the movie was going well. Whips and yeah, chains was, was saying. when shit like absolutely went to shit. It's and when doggy, he like he got like fucked over. Right, and then. And doggy style is when he's fucking the studio from behind is the idea. Uh, it okay. sucks. Yeah. I, I don't like it. it at all. Yeah. I hate it. Listeners, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, the movie's uh, bad. I don't want to scream. <laughs> the movie's bad. Okay. We, we so we're doing, that we're not doing the Razzies anymore because of it. What do you want us to say? <laughs> I literally. Of like, several of the bigger characters, like the producers are like, Inter, quote unquote interviewed in different locations and one of them is like while he's driving his car and he's getting a blowjob the entire time sucks and yeah. it, it's so bad yeah, yeah. I uh, I like for real debated but I was like well we've made a commitment so we're gonna watch this one but I debated like 10 minutes in texting you guys and being like hey maybe we don't do this yeah just move <laughs> but, on to the next one Right, but we had already uh, decided to. So let's let okay. Let's try and get through the plot. Sure. Alan Smithy. He's directing a movie called Trio. It's a movie that stars Whoopi Goldberg, Sylvester Stallone, and Jackie Chan as a trio of people with guns. I don't really remember what the movie's about. I don't. They're care. just like three action heroes. Also, so not to interrupt you, but the original like the proposed casting for this was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone. So the Expendables and two of them had decency, <laughs> right? Um, wow. Okay, so Bruce Willis was not about to be in another Razzie movie, <laughs> right? Um, so the studio recuts it; it's super bad. So Smithy wants nothing to do with it. But since he can't take his name off of it, he steals the film and runs away and threatens to burn it. The studio is freaking out. Some shenanigans happen, or at least are alluded to, because we don't really yeah. actually get to see much in this I movie. I don't ever really know what like to make of like what the stakes are other than like yeah the film's gonna get burned but like what's gonna happen also, to Alan Smith Alan Smithy has a documentary crew following him around I guess so like everyone knows where he is well no because Alan Smithy is like, just in the insane asylum the whole time I don't know yeah right? well Not the whole so, time sort of we'll get to that in like there three are reenactments seconds. as well weirdly go ahead cody Ugh. yeah we'll get to that uh the brothers brothers show up for a sec and they are like kind of producers but they're also like gangsters it's they are indie filmmakers right it, it this is making fun of like spike lee and like yeah, that era which in sucks. fact they get confused for spike lee at one point yeah 
It, great. Um, the producers try to get the movie back, but Alan ends up burning it, leading to him becoming a folk hero of sorts. Uh, the studio makes money because when Smithy is committed to an insane asylum, they then make a movie about his downfall, which is this movie supposedly because Eric Idle like says his own name. So the reveal is supposed to be all of this is a reenactment of a real thing that happened. Fuck you, movie. I hate you. Like uh, yeah. I, the ending is so obtuse, and I wasn't clear. Like I wasn't a hundred percent positive that's what they were saying. And no. rewound a couple times, and I was like, "No, that's it." Nothing. And I clear hate you in this whole movie, other than it's bad. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They for a movie that repeats, like insists upon itself, like insists yeah. its premise. It. It is so unclear what is happening at all times. Like, there's that girl. I think it's Aloe Vera. It might be her name. She's that like, sounds right. Sure. She's repenting at like mass or something. She's like yelling yeah. before the candles and just talking about a lot of fucking. Um, I don't know why any of that was in the movie or like what it had to do with anything. I think she's the one that slept with Alan Smithy and made him cheat on his wife, I think. Yes. Yeah. But then, why and then she was repenting for that, but she was yeah. also like he's the most famous person I've ever fucked after he got like became a folk hero. Right. right. Well, and so this movie relies completely on meta humor, like is kind of its whole thing, but the problem with meta humor is like it still needs to be a joke. Right. Like it, it can't just meta, be like we know what we're doing. That can't uh, be right. a joke. Th- that can't like, just be it. Yeah. They thought that they could be meta and make a joke, but the joke that they made was like sex or oh, dude, sluts. Nice. You can't so they were, so they were like, all right, we have like sex. we have three layers of abstraction on this plot and like an interesting format, and then all of our jokes will be crude, blue humor, sex, fart, fuck mm. jokes. Can I tell you the one part that actually made me laugh out loud? What's that? This would be the second part that made you laugh out loud you've mentioned so far. What was that? I didn't laugh out loud at the Ted Danson thing. I just thought it was like, I was like, huh. And this didn't make me laugh out loud, but I was like, okay, so they had one comedy dude actually walk by during this scene. There's a scene where there's a big boardroom and people are fighting. Uh, I think it's Mm -hmm. the brothers, brothers and the studio heads. Yeah. And there's an office assistant in the back, like taking notes and they're just screaming, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) But the office assistant is like taking the notes and like looking back and forth. (laughs) I don't, but it's like, so in the background, like it's, she may have just decided to do that, but I thought that was like, Hey, that's my shining moment. Like extra in the movie. Good, good acting. Good acting. Um, um, there's a one producer pushes another producer off a bridge at one point. That, that yeah, was, but they're bungee jumping, I think. But no, oh, he no, no, he in lands the in the water, and then is like, ow, and then swims away. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he's falling for a good ten, twelve seconds. Like he, he dead. Right. Uh, that dude is not alive. Yeah. R- Robert Shapiro plays himself in this movie. Uh, which ben Shapiro plays weird. himself in the movie. Oh, uh, I bet Ben Shapiro loves this movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> R- Robert Shapiro plays himself. Do you guys know who Robert Shapiro is? Yeah, I watched both OJ TV shows two years ago. Okay, just making sure. I didn't know they if Chad talk did. about OJ a lot in this movie. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing. Robert Shapiro was OJ's lawyer, and then they yeah. reference like you're gonna be bigger than OJ, which is like, you know, he did kill people. <laughs> like, 
there are things that can be joked about and using him as a reference to joke about like mm-hmm. that you can do that right but yeah, that's like the only well, joke this month honestly right yeah Th- that's the thing you can joke about most things as long as the joke is mm-hmm. good and like is yeah. a joke and not like ugh, anyway the joke here was literally like i fucked alan smithy and she's not the worst person I fucked. He's not OJ. Like, okay, good. You fucked OJ. Right. God, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Do we want to like, get into rare, our discussion questions a little rarely, bit? Rarely in a movie do I feel like worse off having seen a movie. Usually it's like a movie has bettered me or like it just yes. is nothing. This, right. I feel like I'm an angrier person now having seen it. Like I'm just more cynical yes. and mad. It, it was... It, it's one of the first movies that ever, like, it truly feels like I'm a worse person after having seen it. I, like, normally just, like, run around after seeing movies and just screaming, like, I love movies. Because I yeah. do. I like, even, like, not the best ones, I just kind of love throwing on a movie. This, I'll be completely honest. I So, for this podcast, like, I write plot summaries, like, you know, do social media, like, I look up stuff. Like, there's work that goes into it, right? But it's stuff that I like doing. Watching this movie is the first time this podcast has ever felt like work to me. True. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of the time, it's, like, fun, and then I take yeah. notes, and I'm, I mean, like... It feels like homework uh, other times, but like homework that like for a class that I really like. Yeah, like it's it's movies, like my you know? favorite class or like yeah. a club that I love. Sure, this was like back breaking, like up at six a.m., like not home till ten p.m., like manual oh labor is mm-hmm. what this movie felt like. I watched this movie, so I watched this movie on Saturday. On Friday, I watched like three mediocre movies, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm like tired of watching like fine movies and then i watched this movie and i was like i need a break and then i need to be very specific about the next movie i watch or else i will never watch a movie again it did make me think about never watching movies again um come on cody let's be real that was never on the table no that was never gonna happen can we talk about how we watched this movie uh how how we like got this movie so i think mark watched it on his own account right your own hoopla account, Mark. It's, um, sure. It's been yes. rented three <laughs> times on my hoopla account. So. Right. So, <laughs> so Chad and I share his hoopla account because I guess you LA didn't Public know Library what hoopla might... was or something or yeah. like. Is it that the LA Public Library has more of a selection or something or? No, it's so Auburn doesn't have it at all. They don't have Hoopla or Canopy. And I can't remember which one of those two, but there was one of those that I was like, can I use your information to sign up for? And then I think we found the other one and just did both of them. So I like use Chad's thing, right? And you get rental credits to watch movies on Canopy. You get like 15 a month or something. I last time we were recording, I was trying to figure out how to rent it. So I accidentally rented it after our last recording. Mm-hmm. I rented it once. Chad rented it once. So and somebody in some yeah. database somewhere is like, why the fuck are people watching this movie? <laughs> like, like, why it, does this one guy want to watch it three <laughs> times? Like, one like time who is this you, insane? Like, Chad is on a watch list now. Like, on a terror, <laughs> on a terrorism watch list because he watched I'm Burn Hollywood scream, Burn three burn times. Burn Hollywood Burn on all the screens in Los Angeles. I'm going to make honestly, everyone watch it. And the Hollywood number of times will burn. That I've, 
<laughs> the number of times that I've Googled burn Hollywood burn got me on a second list. Right. <laughs> of like people that want to destroy the, the libtard media right. society. Which, by the way, this movie hates media and critics so much. Oh, what were all the Chirons about media? It was like they're snakes, they're sharks, they're sluts. I Worthless think might have also trash. been yeah. Yeah. enemy of the people, probably. Yeah, fake news. Um, so it, uh, yeah, but but so now, burn Hollywood, burn will never leave hoopla because they think like it's earned its value. <laughs> no, there's a market for it. Look at the numbers. Yeah, there's a market. Look at the numbers. We're getting like they're gonna. Uh, uh, a, a reboot's going to be in development and oh, like is going to be announced in six weeks. A reboot might be good because, again, the premise is not bad. A director who loses control of his movie and his name is Alan Smithy, so he can't like just get rid of it. Off. That's funny. It's a funny concept. Yeah. It's it is. That, a, can't, even, that can't be it. Right. If you make if you make this movie again, but it's not in that awful documentary style yeah, don't do a mockumentary which isn't even a bad style usually it just doesn't work here well so that's yeah. what i wanted to ask is does it for a second feel like a real documentary because that's the point with mockumentaries not no it no, is so not clearly filmed yeah. and like yeah. yeah like some dude is like walking outside with his umbrella and it's like all like what what are you what are you what are you doing like this is too right. also no, this is too there's also no world in which a guy would get a blowjob during a documentary interview yeah. right well it's also, like so the, the office and parks and rec are very like glossy but they still kind of feel like true mockumentaries right there's camera whips and it's like it's it feels a little scrappier even though it's like this does not this feels like they 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 set a camera up and yeah. like had real DPs and like mockumentaries uh, uh, like, have in, real DPs, but that, you know what I mean. In that blowjob scene, there's like the way it's filmed is like the camera is from like another car, and like it's like yeah. filming it like yeah. it's a professional like driving. And I think he's driving as well. But there's no, no... there's that they film him once while driving, but he's getting that blowjob. He's like, oh okay, okay. But, she, but regardless, she's him like a hand job or something in that other shot, right? Yeah. The idea. Who cares? Yeah, the idea of oh, conducting God. an interview from one car into another car while driving yeah. down the road is insane. Yeah. No yeah. documentary. No documentary. Whatever documentary maker would ever choose to do that. And if they did, their sound designer, their sound mixer would be like, "We can't." <laughs> Literally, it's impossible. We can't put a mic in a moving car with the windows down. It will just won't work. No. Right. Um. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say about this movie? Don't watch it. I got nothing good uh, to say about it. Literally, like, nothing good to say about it. Unless you are trying to watch every Disney movie ever made, like I am, and my friend Leela is. You. Or there, you every should Rising not watch movie, this movie ever made. Or if you're doing every Razzie, which don't do that. Don't. Like, hey, there's better, we tried. There's better don't uses if you're Celebrate good cinema, and if you accidentally have to watch bad cinema because it's part of your bit, that's fine. But, like, watch good movies. The, the Razzie bit's over. We Like, we don't want to do it anymore. We're mad. Yeah. Um, I don't like movies so, anymore. Yeah, movies are canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, Consider this podcast my hate letter to movies. Right. You know, I really thought it would be Hillary's America that made me mad, but I think this one just came in before that. And now I'm not even going to have to watch Hillary's America. Right. Like, we, what, God, could you imagine nominated. if we had made it to that? Like, oh, God. Um, do you guys want to hear about the BP, uh, BP for Best Pictures, Best Pictures alumni that are in this movie? 
Uh, well, I mean, Joe Westerhouse wrote it, and he wrote... Harvey Weinstein has been involved in many movies. I didn't count him, but you're right. Yeah. He produced Pulp Fiction and Shakespeare in Love. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Esterhouse, Mark is right, wrote Showgirls, much better movie. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, who apparently is in Indecent Proposal, and I don't remember him being in it at all, but he was, and he's in this for literally two seconds. So. I don't remember him in this. Yeah, no, he's, he's pro- uh, doing something at his car, like he plays himself. Oh, okay. I just watched another movie with him in it, and I don't remember what it was. Bad Santa, oh. Sling Blade. No, he plays the president. The oh, it's, uh, it's Love Actually. Oh. oh, yeah. He plays George Bush, basically. The president, yeah. Yeah. He, it's so definitely supposed to be George Bush. I didn't... This was my first time watching Love Actually. I didn't realize that it starts off going like, hey, 9-11 sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's try to be happy. <laughs> it, it's reverse remember me. Uh, instead of it be, 9-11 Jeez. being a surprise at the end, well, it's at least a surprise you're getting at it the out beginning. of the way. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but I actually did appreciate. I'm talking about love, actually now. Yeah, go um, for it. I, I did appreciate that it was like it was very much like, hey, we need just to have a good time for a, for a bit and just like as a world. Um, so let's just watch a let's just watch a little little rom com. And by yeah. the little, I mean like seven little rom coms. What what which segment was your favorite? Um, good question. Um. I'm trying to remember and distinguish them all because they all kind of bump into each other. Right. I liked the Liam Neeson yep. one. Yep. Uh, the one with very like the, sad. The boy who's oh. uh, yeah, f- uh, Ferb. No, no arms, no legs, and uh, he's going down to town. <laughs> yeah. The one where he throws his son oh. off of a bridge yeah. <laughs> uh, and decides yeah. to raise I, I a little like bird the Liam instead. Section too. <laughs> Um, um, no, it's the one with uh, Liam and Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's who that that's is. that's that little boy. Um, and he's also on Game of Thrones. I think um, that's probably the best segment. I kind of like the Hugh Grant one as well, even though now the power dynamics of that situation probably aren't great. I can't really remember. It, is it his secretary he falls in love with? I can't it, remember. Uh, so he, he likes his secretary he sees his secretary making out with the American president mm-hmm. and then is like, hey, America, fuck off. Don't make out. Don't, like, uh, come on to our people. And then he asks for that secretary to be moved to another office, which is, like, the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later he gets, like, a postcard from her and realizes that she likes him, too, and it's all romantic and stuff. I like that one. I okay, like- Laura Linney's, what, I don't remember what she does, but I think I like hers. Um, um, what's the worst one? Tell me which one is the worst one. Oh, it's the one with the Christmas song. The oh, one with uh, it's not though. Okay, the Christmas the all around. Uh, the worst one is the Andrew Lincoln shit. It sucks. The oh yeah, <laughs> that one's bad. The writing it's the real cue bad. cards. Hey, um, I like you. I'm best friends with your husband, but fuck off. Uh, Anyway. Um, uh, oh, another bad one is the it. one where the guy moves to America and meets like four hot girls immediately. Fuck off. Um, yeah, so, I, so I'm so i looking through these now. I didn't like the Bill Nye one, which was the Crit Love Bill is All Nye. Around. The Bill science Nye, guy? Thank you. The science guy. Um, <laughs> did not like the Andrew Lincoln one. Nope. Bad. I like the Colin Firth one? Which one is that again? That's the oh, one I where... Really, I really like the Colin Firth one. Yeah, he learns um, the language for... Um, although it is a bit um, 
unbelievable, but like it's a rom com, so who cares? Yeah. Um, I like the the Alan Rickman Emma Thompson one. That one's really good. Yes, it is good. Very sad. Hugh Hugh Grant is good. Liam Neeson is good. Laura Linney. Which one is this? Uh, not a fan. Yeah. Um, Didn't really go anywhere. Elijah um, Cuthbert is one of the American girls, though. Oh, the sex scene one. I forget about that one. I think that one's charming. Oh, I um, actually really like that one. Hey, the Martin Freeman one. Uh, I don't know why Rowan Atkins gets his whole his own whole part of the Wikipedia page. What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> we just re- we're trying to like remember movies can be good even when they're fine. Like Love Actually is just a fine movie, but like I liked Love Actually. I gave it four stars. Mark's that was that, that was my decision of what to watch after slogging through this slogging through burn hollywood burn and then playing like five hours of the spider-man game oh <laughs> you got it fun? mark got spider-man yeah. spider-man's good uh how far are you guys i'd be um, pers- you prestige yeah <laughs> you don't prestige in that uh, game. i mean like the you do the third up. the third like section okay gotcha. i need to download the dlc because i beat the standard story mode anyway i i'm close to beating it but not quite yet but we should wrap oh, up this show got it too cool yeah 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 yeah. yeah. are they gonna um, do like a, a co-op thing where no. one, of you, one of the boys can be miles be i don't dead. know i don't know i want to do it uh, um okay so what we do on these episodes is what razzie what movie was nominated for a razzie that's actually good and I think, uh, what was our last one? The Postman. Right. Yeah. So we've got to decide, <laughs> is Postman or Alan Smithy, Burn Hollywood, Burn, the movie that is better of the Razzies? The, the Postman is like better. Easy. All three of us agree, yeah. right? The Postman. Yeah. Yeah, Postman it's, wins it's, this one. It's the Postman. And we're never doing another fucking Razzie. So it's so, going to go down in history go. that the Postman is the it's best the Razzie ever made. Best movie that the Razzies claim is bad. And it, yes, right. right. Yeah, it's bad. It's not um, bad. It's bad. Okay. So I want to hear, I know that like the consensus pick is the postman. For me, I think my favorite movie that was nominated for, or that won the Razzie would be Striptease. Oh, are Do we doing guys, a Razzie retrospective? Yeah. Oh, like what we don't necessarily have personal? to rank them, but what is your right. personal favorite? Um, I, for me, it, yeah, Chad, go first. I had a real good time watching The Color of Night, even though it was like definitely way worse than other Razzie movies. That might have been the most fun yeah. I had watching a Razzie. That's kind of how I feel about Striptease as well. Yeah. Is that like it? It was Striptease just so. It was, was just wild. so off the wall. Burt Reynolds' character in that movie. Oh my gosh. Just a mess. When he like got all greased up and like oil and was just like standing there mm-hmm. smelling Vaseline's uh, pocket or just uh, underwear lint. Yes, uh, that was gross. But it's it's so great. Um, the boa <laughs> constrictor. This uh, Cody. What is what? What's your favorite Razzie movie we've watched so far? Showgirls. Um, okay, which yeah. is well, not that surprising. I but like Verhoeven. Somehow, as a collective. The we picked the, the postman. <laughs> right. Um, maybe we should keep doing the Razzies. It sounds like we have a good time. Just uh, kidding. Uh, We're okay. not. 
I don't want to rewrite that monologue. Yeah, um, because I've seen uh, Geely once. Don't need to see it again. I'm good. Um, don't ever want to see, see Jack and Jill. Don't want to see Hillary's America. Don't want to watch movie 43 again. Are you fucking like, kidding me? You watched me? it one time? I've watched that's it before. A, that's straight up my least... Like That may be the movie that I hate most. I don't... I don't know. It's hard to decide. There, there are some skits in there that kind of make me laugh more at their premise and at their execution. Yeah. I think We're not going to have to watch Freddy get burn. fingered. I think Burn Hollywood Burn is my least favorite movie. Ever? It, I think so. It's Okay, my true worst favorite movie is a Colin Trevorrow student film that I watched one time, <laughs> but like <laughs> theatrical film. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do our rankings for uh, 98, right? Uh, you okay. boys, are, are you ready? Yeah, I could do it now. Chad, you go first. Okay. Coming Chad, in at last place is an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, guys, hats off to you, the next one, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, because all of us picked good movies. 98, going into it, I thought it was going to be slow and not that great. I, all three of your movies, all three of our movies, I like a lot. And in the order, I think we think that every year, but we end up being like pretty happy with our choices. Yeah. I'm unhappy with some of your choices sometimes, but this year it was really good. All right. <laughs> You're unhappy with some of mine too, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Truman Show, Rushmore is the okay. next three so Mark. Rushmore at number one for me um I like going second because I just I always forget what movies we have um <laughs> so oh was that from the bottom up so Saving Private Ryan yeah. is number three yeah okay yeah. I, I misunderstood that I want to go from the top down yeah that's um, way easier than Chad's method <laughs> just to mix things up um well you know when you're like announcing the grand winner of something no I know less. but 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 it's it's hard yeah. I'm going to start with Saving Private Ryan, and mm-hmm. then Rushmore, and then Shakespeare in Love, and then Truman Show, and then Alan, Alan's Smithy film, Brother Hollywood Burn. I can't, and there I is a there is a sizable gap between, okay, like, <laughs> like a, a sizable gap. Like, most of the movies we've watched would fit in those there, gaps. There are two. Like, right. Titanic would fit in that me. gap twice. That's seven hours of movie right there. There's a right. sizable gap between uh, Alan Smithy and Shakespeare in Love, and then another one between uh, Saving Private Ryan and Shakespeare in Love. Like, for the, me, the three it, movies that we picked are all, like, tightly good. For me, it's Truman, Rushmore, Saving Private Ryan, Shakespeare, Alan Smithy. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our rankings. So now is the main event. God, this is going to be so much easier when we don't do Razzies. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. Um. So what? Um. It's Titanic v Rushmore. It's Rushmore. I couldn't remember what's yeah. beating uh, this one. So, yeah. uh, Mark, what's better, Titanic or Rushmore, for the Ti- best movie of our lifetime? Titanic. Mm-hmm. And why? Chad. Oh. Uh, and why? Um, yeah, I think I think just the scale of Titanic is impressive, and the fact mm-hmm. that um, the fact that James Cameron could like keep it in such a grand scale, and also like have all the personal moments that it has is really impressive. I think it just like the look of it. I I just remember watching it and being like, oh wow, this doesn't feel like I'm in the '90s anymore. This feels a lot more modern than a lot of the things we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's like a huge, just like a, a technical visual 
huge step up. Um, and I, I like Rushmore a lot. I really do. Um, but I think uh, I, I think Titanic just like I don't know. It feels so grand in a way that yeah. not a lot of movies can can be. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be unanimous. I'll go ahead and say my vote is Titanic. Um, oh shit, Rushmore. I mean, yeah, I want to give it to Wes Anderson. He's my favorite filmmaker. But like, I mean, Titanic is a behemoth of a movie, and it's just you know, like you're saying, it's so grand in scale. The visual effects are amazing, and then on top of that, you've got like killer performances and like uh, just really personal, emotional, yeah, performances. It is insane how well Titanic holds up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it truly yeah. could have been made today. Like, it, it would feels be modern. Like, talked about, like, oh, Titanic should win an Oscar if it came out yeah. today. But Absolutely. Like, then we'd be living in a world without Titanic and its influence on right. pop culture. So I don't even know what that, what the movie scope would even look like today without it. But. But that is just, it's just so insane, like, how well it holds up. And, yeah, no, it's Titanic for me as well. Um, if it, if Truman Show is what we had ended up with, I still think I would have given it to Titanic, mm-hmm. even though I, like, personally like Truman Show a lot. I don't really it, – it truly is behemoth. It'll be interesting to see, like uh, – just kidding. We're coming up on 99. Something has a high chance of being it. But uh, Oh, my gosh. What a year. I'm yeah. excited so, about every movie we're talking about. Yep. Um, yeah. I have Titanic. already forgotten what we're talking about. We'll talk about it after the All show. Right. Um, but, yeah, I also choose Titanic. Titanic is the best movie of our lifetime. And now um, so we're only going to focus on good movies of our lifetime because we're never doing a Razzie again. Thank you, Burn right. Hollywood Burn. Um, for killing this forever and making us so sad about movies. Um, all right, so we need to wrap it up. Um, some housekeeping. Um, it's about to be the holiday time. Chad's going to probably like be traveling yep. very far. I'm going to be traveling short distances. <laughs> Mark is going to travel be in about the same place. Sh- but we're going to be yeah. busy. <laughs> Mark is going to travel have, like the shortest things distance. to do. Trust me. Right. So it's holiday season. We have family, um, you know, commitments and that sort of thing. All that to say the show is going to be slightly delayed and it truly will be a slight delay. Um, you guys aren't going to notice it much cause you're probably going to be busy. Um, open but in presence and in stuff. S- yeah. Open in yeah. presence. And maybe the presence is a new way to listen to our podcast. Um, but we're we're not going to be off a full uh, month. We're going to be off for like three weeks, um, without an episode. Coming back Just, January seventh will be the next. Yes. Yep. Yeah. January seventh will be the next episode. Uh, stay after our credits to hear what that movie is. Um, but yeah, just want to let you guys know episode on January 7th and then it'll be our standard bi-weekly format after that. Um, Hey Mark, where can people find you on the internet? can find me anywhere at Watlington Mark, and I mean anywhere. Uh, Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think my Venmo is probably Watlington Mark. Um, Square Cash, I think, is still Watlington Mark. Yeah. 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 You can find me me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at Chad A. Oliver. Um, I was just told today that I need to stop marking things that don't actually have spoilers. Uh, 
that they contain spoilers on Letterboxd because one day yes, correct, correct. One day someone's going to click on one and it will actually contain a spoiler and they'll be they'll be mad. Uh, yes, so, uh, you are the boy who so cried wolf. Watch for out sure. for that. I don't want anyone to be like upset that like I mean. So Anna and the you've apocalypse, given nothing away ever. And yeah. in the apocalypse, I said that it was more of a downer than I expected. That implies spoiler alert death. I think so. I was just being careful. I didn't want anyone to imply anything from my comments. You, yeah. Also earlier in this podcast, you said that someone had dying words, which I think is more of a spoiler. <laughs> that's true. Right. But I just said spoiler alert at the tail end of it. So oh, we're that's covered. fair. If you're listening backwards, you're fine. Cody, where can people find you? Um, People can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Instagram and Twitter and at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd where I got, I I was just looking at how well I've done on Letterboxd recently to see if I've done any good reviews and Dumplin' seems to be a uh, review that people like. So uh, check that out. Um, You can find the show at WePipix on Twitter and Instagram and you can join us on our Facebook group, The Best Pictures uh, Facebook group. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes so more people will hear about the show and uh, tell your friends. You know, like yeah. wish them wish them a happy holidays and then hand them a a package and they open it up and it's it's a voucher and it says one free voucher to listen to best pictures and that's what everybody's asking for for Christmas. That's a hot toy. I read it on all of the list. So. Um, Anyway, that's the end of our show. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie of our lifetimes? Um, Titanic, obviously. Chad, what's the best movie of our lifetimes up to 1998? Uh, Titanic. Cody, what is the best film of our lifetime uh, up until 1998? It is Titanic. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, it's worse than Showgirls. It's true. Our next episode, which will be on January 7th, we will be covering one of my favorite movies, a movie that makes me cry um, and is very on brand for me to love, is The Iron Giant. It's currently streaming on Netflix. If it's not streaming on Netflix by the time you get to watch it, don't yell at us. It's going to be the end of the year. They're going to flip things over. Who knows what Netflix is going to do. But uh, if, if you haven't seen this movie before, what are you even doing? Go watch Iron Giant. Bye.